Hello, you speakers. I'm Katza. And I'm George. And I'm Javier. I truly believe collocations will make your life easier when it comes to preparing for your speaking tests, such as IELTS, TOEFL, Cambridge, you name it. What do you think, guys? Absolutely. Collocations will not only help you with these tests, but will also make you sound more natural. They'll also help you understand English more in depth. I wholeheartedly agree, guys. Uh, collocation will definitely help you get a much better grade in any kind of standardized test. As soon as we find out what a collocation is, <laughs> you know what, <laughs> do you know what a collocation is? <laughs> so stay tuned. Today you're learning five essential advanced collocations to succeed in your English speaking test. I speak English. No! We speak English. No! They speak English. No! With us, you speak English. Yay! An English-speaking podcast where you will find lots of content to help you with your daily practice of English and have fun, just as natives do. Listen to interviews and native speakers talking about everything and anything, because with us, you speak English. Welcome to another episode of the You Speak English podcast. Thank you for hitting that play button and subscribing to our podcast channel. Let's get started with our first section. Okay, guys, uh, we're going to be focusing right now with most common mistakes advanced learners, advanced learners always make. Okay, right. one example is that something that you might you hear in Spanish that sounds pretty good in Spanish when you actually make a direct translation will not be exactly the same in English. Example, a person might say, my friend recommended me to buy this car. The correct way should be, my friend, my friend recommended that I buy this car, or right. he recommended that I buy the car. Or uh -huh. if someone says, can you explain me the grammar, Katza? Can you explain <laughs> me the grammar? <laughs> no, you, you might just better say, can you explain the grammar? Exactly. Oh, okay. yeah. great. Okay, good. All right. All right. Great, great. Uh, one one that I've heard a lot is when they use the verb take referring to food, like, you know, oh, and, right. and this is because it's a direct translation mm -hmm. from Spanish to English. You know, oh, I take my breakfast or I take my lunch, you know, and, and, and so uh, you don't say it that way. You don't say I take my lunch. You could either say I have lunch or I eat lunch or breakfast or dinner. But don't use take for this. You can take medicine, right? You can't take your food. Okay. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have another one. So when we're talking about the weather and we want to emphasize on the temperature outside, mm -hmm. learners tend to say, or speakers, advanced speakers tend to say, mm -hmm. it's quite hot outside. It's over 30 grades. <laughs> so in English, grades are for school scores, right? For example, if you take a math test and you get an A or a 10, for example, here in Mexico, then that A or that 10 is your grade. Now, the correct way to say it, it's over 30 degrees, All right? right. That yes. is correct. Degrees. Degrees, right. exactly. Cool. All right, Javier, next section. Okay, cosas de español que no tenemos en inglés. <laughs> Things in the Spanish that we don't have in English. All For right. example, George. Oh, okay. Well, uh, one that I can think of right now is ojo. 
which <laughs> the direct trans the, the direct translation in Spanish is I, I, you know, I. Is, <laughs> from Spanish is like your eye, like you know where you 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 know the one of the organs that you use to see things, right? That's right. Uh, yes. Both. In in Spanish, ojo means uh, the the equivalent in in English would be watch out or exactly. beware. Ojo, watch out. You know, you know. Right. Ojo, watch out, or you know, um, be on the lookout for something. You know. So ojo. Another one is, and you know, they ask me this uh, very uh, very frequently. Consuegro or consuegra. <laughs> yeah. This is the father of my, uh, for example, consuegro, the father of my son, my, my son's father-in-law. All right. Okay. So, be, but we don't have an equivalent word for consuegro. No, right. we don't. No, 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 no we no. don't. We say my, my son's in-laws. Something uh-huh, like that. Exactly. You can say, say that, that my son's in-laws, if you're referring to. But we to don't have a word them. for it. <laughs> no, we, we don't, don't have, have one word. word. No. Oh, yes. um, by the way, we also don't have concuño. No, we don't. We don't have that. No, that's uh, that's your sister's uh, in-law. In-law. Sister, sister, related sister, to the other. In-law. Related to the other in-law. That's too much <laughs> yeah. family. Okay. Yeah, it's too much. Connecting yeah. in-laws with in-laws. <laughs> in-law, yeah, connecting in-laws yeah. with in-laws. Good one, George. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Connecting yeah. Connecting in-laws yeah, yeah. with in-laws. That's too much family. But in Mexico, yeah. family is very important for us and the, the yes. relation of bloodlines. Just like Toretto would say. Exactly. <laughs> Lo importante es la familia. There you go. <laughs> okay, so I said, uh, I had one that I love, I love, and I, I wish we had one award in Spanish. My favorite is pena ajena. <laughs> we don't have that, and I wish we had, because, oh my God, I could have, I could use that word all day. Pena ajena <laughs> refers to a feeling of embarrassment that someone else should feel because of their actions or the way they're, or their attire. Right. And that you feel for them. <laughs> uh-huh. yes. it's, like, it's like saying you feel pity for them. I feel yeah. no, 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 no. They no. should you, you, be, they should pity they themselves. They should be embarrassed. But since they, they feel, are they not, feel, you feel uh-huh. embarrassed for them. Uh-huh. No, pity. But they don't even know. <laughs> They're not even aware. <laughs> Look, if, if somebody if somebody's homeless, I feel pity for them. Yes, of course. Yes. But okay. if, if an uh, if a person has really small shorts with no button, heavily overweight, I don't feel pity for them. I feel embarrassment for them. Yes, yeah, so it's like feeling embarrassment for their for action. them exactly. Why would you carry somebody else's guilt? Yeah, uh, but that's not guilt. Know. Embarrassment. We're there you go. Embarrassment. Yeah. There you go. You're too nice. I'm too. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> you want to help them bear the bear go. the board. <laughs> I just but make fun of them. That's I it. Know, I know. <laughs> Gata has a very good one that is also one of my favorites. Yes, because this is this is. Uh, this was one word in Spanish, which is called sobre mesa, right? Right. So this one is more cultural than language related. Actually, there's no such thing in English. No. A word in English to describe no. this, we don't have it. Uh, even though we don't have an equivalent for this word in English, mm-hmm. um, in speaking in English speaking cultures, spending time together, chatting, or just having a good time right after a meal mm-hmm. is not something that they usually do. Unless they're celebrating something, getting together for a birthday party at a restaurant, and they might spend a few a few minutes, maybe half an hour after the meal, right? Uh, uh, as opposed to Latin cultures such as ours, we are used to spending time at the table after a meal. 
every day. So it, this is tradition. Right? <laughs> In English, we call this time. If it happens, we call this after lunch or after dinner conversation. Uh -huh. But as you can tell, it's a set of words. It's not, it's not one word. Exactly. And, uh, you know, a small detail for this commonly, if this commonly happens, is around a delicious dessert. So they go. they they take the time for eating dessert also to continue the conversation. But that's it. When they finish dessert, it's like, check, please. Bye bye. Uh -huh. Two right? pleasures in one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Very good. So okay. to the main topic, uh, okay. I'm sure Javier is just like urging to tell you guys I'm dying to tell he's dying like oh i want to tell him what this is okay, about. okay. so here we go not yeah, all wait, skills wait wait wait, guys. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> come on come on come on <laughs> wait wait i have to give the introduction okay oh, <laughs> okay so, to the so recently i've come across people who are currently looking to move to canada and in order to get your their immigration process rolling they should actually provide proof of english right So for that purpose, lots of people decide to enroll to English classes, which absolutely you are correct to do. Or you actually, lots of people decide to enroll to specialized preparation courses to succeed in the test, right? Right. Now, keep in mind that testing your English speaking skills and all the skills are important to master. Just because the actual test contains many components to test you in every skill and aspect. But one decisive component is your performance in the speaking test. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sadly. absolutely. <laughs> Sad yeah. but true. Uh, <laughs> now, just a, just a reminder, guys, here at You Speak, uh, our English school, we, we do have these courses, these specialized courses. You know, I mentioned them, TOEFL, the TOEFL preparation courses, TOEFL IBT, TOEFL ITP, uh, the IELTS uh, courses where, as Javier mentioned in Katza, one of the four components is speaking, okay? is the speaking component. That's the component is one of the parts of the test. So uh, we, do the, we do have these preparations here and uh, our students who uh, have taken these course with, uh, with us have successfully, you know, I can happily say that have successfully passed these tests, okay? But uh, today we're here to get you started with some collocations to show the examiners that you are a master in English. Yeah. Now, Javier asked a, a really interesting question. We're going to talk about collocations, but what are collocations? Well, yeah. I'd like to start by explaining what a collocation is with a little right. example, little example. Okay, so George and I are about the same age. Uh, Katza is much younger than us, so I'm sure Katza always had a color TV, right, Katza, when you were a child? Mm, yes. Did you ever have the other kind of TV? What kind of TV did you those before color was? Mm, I can't really remember, but I'm sure we did. Okay, but yeah, did, sure what kind did. of TV did you have before it was color TV? Yeah, black and white. Black and white TV, or did you have a white and black? Oh no, <laughs> black and white. <laughs> It's not white and black. No. Can I say white and black? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because of collocation. That's Because the it's say. a collocation. It's exactly. a, that's a collocation. We can't say white and black TV. We have to say black and white TV. You yeah. get the idea? So yes. that's an example of a collocation. Collocations, basically, guys, are a set of group of words that often go together. Essentially, English speakers use them all the time and naturally. If you learn as many collocations as you can, you will increase your fluency 
naturally. Yeah. Yes. You know, you know, guys, cats and hibernate. And I, I was uh, listening to the, the the great, cool explanation about the different collocation. <laughs> I, I heard once the teacher say, you know, say, you know, uh, this the, the, an answer in a different way. It's just the way it is. Learn it that way and don't ask. <laughs> just memorize oh it that way and don't ask me hard, difficult questions. Oh, you remember her? <laughs> oh, I, re I remember her uh, totally. Teacher we, uh, in our in our school. But where why is it? Why but why? Listen to and not listen at. Uh -huh. I don't know. Just remember it that way. Okay. Don't you know, make life more complicated. It's just like guys, yeah. come on, ask me questions I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh cool. God, I miss her. I miss her. All right. Okay. okay. Good. Good. George. So let's start. Let's start. Okay. With our first collocation, you might, you guys might want to, you know, uh, grab a pen, piece of paper, and write them down. Okay. The yes. first one is wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Okay. So this means to completely and enthusiastically agree. You know, saying I agree is fine. I agree. But if you really want to express your examiner, impress your examiner or anybody else, this will be the best expression to do, to, you know, to, to use. This gives your speech more expressiveness and for sure shows a wide range of vocabulary. So remember, I wholeheartedly agree with your views on economics. It's like saying, oh. I completely agree with your yeah. view on economics. It sounds powerful. Sounds yeah, it sounds right? really powerful, really pro. It's a right. mouthful, right? Wholeheartedly. wholeheartedly yes. Not just agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Well, George, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> not, with your, not with your explanation, <laughs> but this explanation that I just said, would be the kind of, uh, of like the opposite of the first one that George just mentioned. It is commonly used to disagree. This is one quite useful because it includes your opinion in an extra dash of politeness. You want to yeah. disagree, but you don't want to be rude, right? Uh -huh. So you can respectfully disagree. Yes, exactly. Very good. Very good. Actually, I've been looking, you know, I've been looking up all this information in, in, uh, in, in uh, in the internet and i found a video in which a teacher actually says that if you can if if, if it's really good for you to disagree a lot in your tests because this will show a wider range for your vocabulary your grammar your, your skills it's like don't agree <laughs> about everything don't agree with everything because then you would not have anything else to say so that when you disagree <laughs> you have to tell me why yeah, and therefore exactly. you'll be more eloquent. You have to be more yes, eloquent. exactly. Oh, here. So, yeah. You would have to be argumentative, right? Wow. Yes. <laughs> I, I, heard so, I have been labeled like that before. I think you have. Um, but I wholeheartedly disagree. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to fit you on that one. Yes. Yeah. All right. I have another one. So okay. to right. forge relationships. So to make a big effort to create strong bonds with people you care about or in other context, mm -hmm. we could use it to talk about politics, uh, trading, finance, any other, any other topic, actually. So the essential, the essential message here is about the strong bond between people or nations, for example, the U.S. needs to forge relations with new trade partners. 
It's like Russia. Relation. Yes, with Russia. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's past. We're not past. making new friends, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. There's another one. Number four. Oh. I hope you guys out there are writing these uh, collocations in your notebooks. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. This one. This one's a fancy one. To render speechless. Oh yeah. Oh, wow, heavy. Like to render speechless. Yeah. This means to surprise someone to the point of being speechless or not be able, being able to speak. This one we can use as as follows. His enthusiasm towards the race rendered me speechless. Meaning that his behavior was unexpected and 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 took me uh, by surprise positively. All right? So You can say that, guys. You want to impress somebody, you know? Uh, Javier's uh, Javier's performance rendered me speechless. I saw the results, and I was like, (gasps) "Now that could be a very good thing or a very bad thing." (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this could go anyway. Uh, Rendered me speechless, and I and I left in in a good way. (laughs) In a good way, I hope. So I'm, yes. <laughs> I was wordless, you know. <laughs> Good. Okay. And the last one. Okay. To be blissfully unaware. Oh, yeah. Wow. Blissfully. Do you understand bliss, guys? What, do you know what that is? Yes. Bliss, bliss means... is like a blessing, like a pleasure. No, a bliss Resting. is like extremely happy. Happy. Yes. Uh-huh. Ignorant. Like you heard the expression, ignorance is bliss. Yes. There you go. Ignorance it's is happy. It is. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so to be blissfully unaware, it basically emphasizes on the fact that sometimes not knowing something comes as a blessing, you know, because you're happy. Many people are blissfully unaware about the impact of plastic in the ocean. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I was blissfully unaware that there was an earthquake. I didn't feel it. Did you feel it? <laughs> That's right. What? There was an earthquake? Nobody told yeah, me that. For those for those listening out there, if you didn't know, <laughs> we had a couple earthquakes this week. <laughs> and one was in the middle of the night. So we actually not I was everyone blissfully Asleep. Everyone was not everyone was blissfully unaware, but oh, most. Exactly. <laughs> this, so, Javier and Katz, a, a question. Yeah. Do you, do you guys think the, these uh, collocations uh, would be used on everyday language, or when you want to sound really eloquent? In a, you know, depending on the conversation, who you're talking to, who you're talking with, only test. In what kind of context would you uh, would use these uh, collocations? I would say that this is uh, a register of something that is in a formal situation or in a formal setting. Now, yeah. keep in mind that when you're taking the aisles, they're looking for flexibility in language. They want to see if you can use high register and low mm-hmm. register. You can use exactly. uh, complicated English and can use casual English. You want to use both. Okay. A lot of people think that, well, I speak very eloquently, Javier, but you're just using casual everyday language and you right. don't want to do that all the time. Yeah. Show me how flexible your English is. Replace very sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by all means, don't just say very all the time. Yeah. Don't say I'm very tired. Say, don't I'm say very important all the time. Uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So for for great. So for for instance, in 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 the one that uh, uh number four where it says render speechless. Somebody, you know, if you're having just a conversation with somebody in the street, you know, a friend or some stranger. 
it would sound kind of weird, right? Like, oh, uh, oh he yeah, rendered yeah. me speechless. And probably, oh, he, typically oh. <laughs> somebody would just say, oh, he surprised me. Wow. Uh -huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. With the tone. But if you want to sound right. really, you know, uh, formal, oh, he rendered My jaw dropped. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, depending on the register. Register for out, out there, you guys. Uh, what does register mean, Javier? It means the level of English uh, language that you're using in accordance to the setting or the person you're talking to. Yeah. Exactly. Keep in mind, uh, how would you just greet me, guys? How would you say, you know, in the morning, how would you say, how would you greet me? You would say, morning. Morning. How would I greet you, Javier? Yes, yes. What's up? Good morning. Hey, dude. You <laughs> would say, hey, what's up, Javier, right? What's up, Javier? Okay. Uh, but what if I were the Pope? How would you greet me? Uh your your, your sanctity your, your holiness sorry you have a name <laughs> yeah come on you know uh, if i were a judge you would say your honor your you know? honor so yes. it depends honor. guys depends on who you're talking to yeah or the setting you're in yes exactly. it's definitely gonna change you're yes. not gonna say what's up dude to a pope right no <laughs> no or a judge well, I don't or know. a judge yeah you want to go to jail <laughs> you could yeah. yes exactly and i think the tone will be set by the examiner so you be aware you need to be aware of that and you yes. need to really be on the lookout to the yes. words he uses so the words he uses for his questions uh, exactly right okay. okay so there you go five advanced collocations to impress your speaking examiner and render him speechless <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap things up guys all right well thank you again for having me and until next time all right thank you very much and put into practice what we teach you here okay guys don't throw it all away and then like george says write some notes and don't forget to go back and look at your notes yes all right okay this is it for today thank you to all of our audience out there and remember to subscribe to our channel if you like this podcast, please share it with all your friends. You should also check out our YouTube channel where you can get the video version of this podcast. And of course, you are more than welcome to comment on our videos. You can also visit our website where you will find articles related to English learning and practice. Okay, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast channel and click on the follow button so you can get notified when we upload new episodes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And please visit our website at youspeak.com.mx where you can get free access to our blogs and other content developing every week just for you.